Welcome to another episode of Old School Thoughts and and thank you for all that you do to make this podcast possible. Today I would like to just reflect on old school. Why I started this podcast, you know, I started this podcast because I was reflecting on old school. I thought about the good times we had and the good experiences, the things to laugh about, whether some of those activities had to do with a short, small skirmish fight, then you become a friend after that. I mean, old school for me was bottled into, was wrapped up into so many things. House parties, Riding a bike, playing follow me on your bicycle, jumping rope, playing jack stones, rick rack paddles with the ball at the other end of a rubber band, and it's attached to a paddle and you call it rick rack, you know, spinning tops, yo-yos, skating, Going to the fair, having a good time, going to a football game, eating sugar canes. You know, for some people it went going fishing, playing football, basketball, baseball, softball outside with your friends. going places and then on the side of the road you had plum trees blackberries you had so many things to do during the winter you can find a pecan tree and throw a stick and knock the pecans out of the tree I mean there were so many things we could do you could sell bottles and you can still remain outside. You can find a bottle somewhere and sell that bottle for five seconds. I mean, for five cents back to the store and then buy you some candy or cookie, cookies. You had the house parties that you could go and meet your girlfriend or your boyfriend for that length of time or whatever, <laughs> however long it lasted. You can talk about your uncles, your aunts, your mother, your father, what things they did, how they danced. You can recall the songs that were made. Matter of fact, you can sing those songs with your parents. And we still like to listen to those clean songs today. Singing songs with no profanity singing songs that had nothing to do with just vulgar language finding an old car and putting your old speakers in it installing your stereo 
taking speakers out of the house and making them part of the car, the, the audio in the car, going swimming, being able to play until the lights go out on the street, being able to meet new friends and walk from one neighborhood to the next. I mean, just think about how old school for my generation, the smile that I have on my face right now and how I see old school, it's all about this podcast, why I wanted to talk about it, why I wanted to create this platform so that we have something to leave for the next generation to know about, for them to say, this is what they were doing, this is how they played. Let me recreate some of those moments of playing cards or taking a card from those playing cards and put a clothespin on it and attach that card to the frame of the bicycle so that the card can flip and make noise as the spokes turn on the bike, on the tire. It makes it sound like a motorcycle. (laughs) Or take a balloon and tie it to that same frame and have it blown up just enough to where you have a little bit of air in the balloon and let that balloon make the sound of a motorcycle as the spokes and as as the wheels turn on that bike. And that balloon is flapping against those spokes. And all of a sudden you have the sound of a motorcycle. And if that balloon bursts, you just tie another balloon to it. I mean, we were doing everything. We were learning how to deal with each other socially. It wasn't through a telephone. It wasn't through... Facebook, it wasn't through some virtual source. We were working on our social skills for life as we played, as we ran into conflict, we figured out how to work things out. Even if there were borderlines drawn, we understood the borderlines. But we didn't think about whether or not we would live to see the next next day. I mean, recently we have been covering one death after another. One death after another. We have written house in Wisconsin a young man at the age of 17, going on 18, strapping a semi-automatic weapon to his chest, walking down the street, and he actually waved at the police to say, I'm just here to help, and the police said, thank you. I... I've never seen anything like it. 
I could not even conceive walking down the street as a black man, as an African-American man, walking down the street, even holding a pistol, and then encounter the police and say, I'm here to help. And the police will say to me, thank you for your help. I'm talking about just a pistol. This man had, this young boy had a semi-automatic weapon. A powerful weapon strapped to his chest. And he got to claim self-defense after killing two people, injuring another. Then we had Ahmad Arbery. Like George Floyd, he was lynched. We got a chance to see a real lynching. We got we got a chance to see a real life lynching of George Floyd. We got a chance to see a real live lynching of Ahmad Arbery. This is what our young people are seeing now. Their, their old school is definitely going to be different from my old school. They're not they're playing games through the internet. They are showing themselves and what they do through TikTok and Facebook and all of these things. And they're counting their friends through some form of social media. They're celebrating birthdays through social media, stating how many friends they had to participate in their celebration of a birthday. Their world is different. This week, a young man in Oxford, Michigan, had a weapon in school. His parents provided him with a weapon. I mean, this is a student in school. That's, I could not see that happening. Not with my parents or anyone I knew. That parents would go out and buy a weapon for a child. And they bought a weapon for this child and this child went to school with that weapon and shot 11 people, killing four. When I was coming up through elementary school, junior high school and high school, I remember us having these fire drills and we would hear this fire drill go off 
and the teachers would encourage us to go outside and we were supposed to know where to stand for accountability. And as we were standing outside, all of a sudden the fire truck would show up. The fireman would get out of the truck. He would do his assessment. At that time, I, I, I didn't see any female fire firemen. So I'm going to say he at, to reference that period. But the fireman would get off the truck and go out and do an inspection of whatever he had to do. And after the fireman would finish and talk with the principal, then we would receive, the teachers would receive a signal to bring us back into the classroom. But they were teaching us how to save our lives and they were going through this routine on how to save our lives in case of a fire. Now, children are learning drills on how to hide in the classroom, how to hide in the school in case of an active shooter. Isn't that something? That's what they're learning now. They're learning how to hide in the school in case of an active shooter. If they go play outside, they might encounter an active shooter. If they play inside, they might encounter an active shooter on the inside or waiting for them on the outside. They know how to run and hide. They know the sound of a gunshot. They know the sound. My old school self, I'd be standing up here trying to figure out what's going on. These children, so many of them, they know what to look for. They are checking out the cars, how the cars drive by. They're looking at colors. They're looking at symbols. They're watching. They have so much to pay attention to. To where, what are they going to talk about for their old school? Just, what are they going to talk about? Now, when I was growing up, our parents were on neighborhood watch. Every parent can supervise and watch out for another parent's child. I got a chance to see that on a military installation. On a military installation, the children are within the boundaries of security. You have military police stationed at the gates to identify who's coming in. 
what they might have. What kind of protection we're going to receive on that military installation. My children were brought up on military installations. Now, the community was involved. I could go off to school and return home and without my request, the MPs will say, I will see your son coming to the gate at this time on a regular basis. Your daughter was here. Your son went into the PS. I will get a report. If he went to the gym, I received a report. I didn't request that. But because they knew me, they looked out for my children. And I would do the same thing in the community because I was always involved in the community, always creating some type of sport, some type of exercise, some type of game. And by virtual of being in the military, you're able to communicate with other military personnel and families. If you saw the children doing something out of character, you can bring that to the attention of those parents. That was old school. That was old school. We have something that's always a source to an issue. And if children are behaving the way they're doing, there has to be a breakdown somewhere at the leadership level. Whether it's parents in the civilian world or whether it's parents in the military world, parents represent leadership. There's a breakdown in leadership somewhere. It is said that we have to question what type of old school our children and grandchildren are going to have. I mean, I'm out of I'm out of suggestions. I can recall that you could take your toys or you can buy some things for the kids in the community and you can introduce it to them and they can play. But everything you do now, you have to turn around and wonder and think about something negative. If you take something outside and you play with it and the children like it, you have to concern yourself about if you bring it back into your house, they're gonna pay attention to which light came on last. If they help you bring it into the house, they're going to check out your house. They're going to go back out and tell their friends what your house looked like. They may not have any ill intent, but the friends that they share it with 
would know someone that they're going to tell this is what they have in their house. And all of, all of a sudden your house become a target. You become a target. You can't even be known for giving children money. Just go to the store. Because that word gets around that you keep money around the house. This is the world we live in now. It is hard to step outside and create a situation. It's not that simple anymore of saying, let's just provide them with something, give them a reason to play. The danger is outside where they play. The danger is brought inside where they study. The danger is brought inside where they play, where they gather. We can't recognize the children who are doing all the right things because we have to spend more time smothering them due to the children who are doing all of the malicious things. It is a sad state of affair where we are. We are watching congressmen and senators and former presidents provoke anger and hatred calling people names these young people are picking up on that so they don't see anything wrong with it because they're watching their aunts their uncles their fathers their grandfathers their grandmothers they're watching the leadership of this country, the people who are supposed to be making decisions. They're watching them create this type of atmosphere. We have to figure out what kind of old school they're going to talk about. Because even if you do not have grandchildren today, you still have to consider the future. Let me hear from you. Talk to me. You know I love you. This is another one for the archives. Until next time, be good.